The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you in your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled The Gift of Surrender. We're drawing here from a daily reflection that we read, and it reads, I am learning to let go and let God, to have a mind that is open and a heart that is willing to receive God's grace in all my affairs. In this way, I can experience the peace and freedom that comes as a result of surrender. It has been proven that an act of surrender originating in desperation and defeat can grow into an ongoing act of faith, and that faith means freedom and victory. So today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope about the peace and freedom that results from surrender. Yes, I I like that line where it said, um, where'd it go? Oh, no, I lost it. It has been proven that an act of surrender originating in desperation and defeat can grow into an ongoing act of faith. So isn't that how we all got here? (laughs) I mean, you know... There was obviously an an original act of surrender that got us into the rooms in the first place. Um, And then I've had other moments of surrender over my recovery that um, were possibly, actually, I think even more powerful than that first one. Um, but that's just because of the nature of what the issues were that I was dealing with. So the, and the first surrender was, you know, I need to not drink anymore. And so I surrendered that. But as I've shared, I think on this program before, I found that there was still a whole lot of behaviors, addictive behaviors and issues that, um, were not resolved by just removing the alcohol. And those things actually brought me to my knees in a much, you know, 
stronger, more powerful way than um, than the actual alcohol itself did for me. That's just my experience. Um, and so I can remember those those moments of surrender. And surrender is a really interesting thing because in our culture, surrender has a negative connotation, right? A, a, an army surrenders when they're losing. Yeah. And in my experience, moments of surrender, and I would say like the really big, really powerful moments of surrender, I've had maybe three or four that are like the really big ones. Those were moments of absolute spiritual grace um, because they were moments in which, okay, so we talk a lot on this program about the ego self versus our spiritual self or our divine self or what we in unity often call our inner divinity or our Christ nature, our Christ self. So those moments of surrender for me were when I was as we are wont to do as humans, trying to run the show from my ego, right? And then all help would break loose and I would get into so much emotional and psychic pain that I would literally be driven to my knees and I would have to surrender. Well, in those moments of surrender, I guess, yes, that conventional understanding of surrender as being losing, my ego lost. My ego lost the battle. It was like, I can't do this. This is not working for me to run my life from my ego self. It's getting me all messed up. And only in that moment of total surrender is when my spiritual self finally was like, okay, finally, can I take it from here now? You know, and um, that's why those moments were such moments of grace, because this ego is pretty strong and needs to really sometimes have itself knocked flat in order for my Christ nature to be able to have any room to even work. Now, I don't have to get that severe anymore. You know, those those powerful surrender moments, most of them are years, you know, years in my past. Um, but rather than being moments of failure, they were absolutely moments of victory because it was when my, my God self, my divinity, my, my higher self finally had a chance to get in there and, and be able to take the wheel. Yeah. It's like, that's when the transformation can finally begin Yeah. after that. You know, the words that we read there from uh, the daily reflection, desperation and defeat. Yes. I mean, th those are pretty good. Based on my experience, those are pretty good words yep. used to describe the place that I found myself. And, of course, there is a tremendous gift in desperation and defeat if it leads yes, to surrender. Because we can find, as we know, a newfound sense of peace and freedom. I was just talking to a friend earlier today about um, this whole kind of spiritual healing process is amazing and wonderful, but also painful and difficult. Yeah. And it's almost as if I want to ask myself, well, how big a healing do you want? You know, how <laughs> how big a healing can you or do you feel like walking with through? Right now. Yeah, that's kind of how it can feel. Uh, how big a healing do you want to walk through right now? And she actually asked me, you know, because we're talking about a healing that's coming up for me. 
she said, what's your time frame for this? Which set me back because I thought that's a unusual question, but I really get it because I can set an intention. Now, as far as my addiction recovery, my time frame is 100 years. So if I'm sober for 100 years, I can uh, reconsider whether I want to continue on that path or not. Up to 100 years, though, I'm completely and totally dedicated to living a sober life uh, returning to, you know, I can't claim that I surrendered and everything stayed that way. Right. You know, it's the process. It's like that layers of the onion analogy Absolutely. that uh, every time I uh, release something, when I become willing to let something go, when I surrender, when I let go and let God, if you will, um, there is a whole new level of peace and freedom that yes. comes into my life. And it's not like it goes away. It doesn't really go away, but it's uh, it seems that my ego mind sort of slowly creeps back in and exerts yeah, more yes, influence. But that's okay, because we come back around. In a sense, that has to happen. Else, right. how else would I encounter the things in me that are ready to be let go of if mm -hmm. I didn't get myself in some kind of painful or find myself in some kind of painful situation so yeah there's peace and freedom uh underneath it all surrender is the way to get there and desperation and defeat <laughs> is the you know we talk about pain being the motivator yes well, that's exactly what we're talking about here desperation and defeat uh definitely motivated me to find a new way Absolutely. I mean, I, I have definitely found that pain is a huge motivator in my life. Um, we sometimes call them in our church, we call them spiritual two by fours. Like when spirit is trying to get through to you and you're just being stubborn, I'm being stubborn and, you know, life will send me a spiritual two by four, you know, something to just kind of I mean, it's my own fault for for needing it to get to that point, right? I mean, I think there is an easier, softer way, but this person doesn't typically choose that. I mean, and I probably do more and more now as I'm getting older. The ego maybe gets a little weaker as we get older. If we continue working on these things, we start to come into more balance, right? So the ego isn't bad, but it's bad when it wants to run the show constantly, and so pain can be a real motivator for me. And so even though the times in my life that have been the most painful were not fun at all, and I don't care to revisit those times, um, they were moments of huge leaps forward in growth. So, I mean, ideally, the idea is that we don't have to get to that point before we sort of surrender. And so surrendering can become a spiritual practice, right? And I do find like if I if I look back over my spiritual life, and I think this is, could probably be true of the spiritual journey in general, is that it's a series of surrenders. You know, um, we have this double identity as both an ego material self and a higher divine self. And the ego self really wants to run things. And so we are given multiple opportunities to surrender over and over, you know, not my will, but thy will. Um, not, not being the will of some out there God, but the will of my higher self, which is connected to God, which wants my highest and best, but is often at odds with what my ego wants. And so it's been a series of surrenders. And it's almost like, like you said, the ego comes creeping back in. It wants to take the wheel again, you know? And so 
the the ego wants to have this grip over the self. And so every time I surrender, it's like surrendering another piece of myself, you know, like at first it was like, okay, God, you can have this, but not the rest. I'm keeping the rest. And then, (laughs) and then, then something else would make me absolutely miserable and be like, okay, God, you can have that one too. You know, and over many, many years, as I keep surrendering, it's like, I keep surrendering more and more pieces of myself until more and more of myself belongs to God, right? And I mean that in a metaphorical way, because obviously we are all God. But it's giving up the control, the ego control over those pieces and giving those pieces to God or to the higher self. But wouldn't that be great? Like if I could keep giving up pieces of myself until all of me belonged to God? I think we can. But then I would ascend and I wouldn't be here to do this show <laughs> and, with you. So that'd be a bummer. I would be sad because we couldn't <laughs> you would be sad. get on Zoom. Who would take you for Mexican food if I ascended? That's right. Yeah, so this... <laughs> You know, the surrender is, in a sense, releasing a burden, right? Releasing the burden of addiction. That's sort of the big thing that, you know, got me in the door. But uh, as we learn, as we progress in our recovery, that that's really the beginning. And there is are more opportunities to release burdens. Kind of like you said, right, at the top of the episode that, that you know, the, the alcohol was the necessary beginning, which then allowed other issues to come up. And that's been my experience as well. And so this sense of relief that we get, the sense of lightness, I really like that description, lightness, because I know anytime I've, I have truly let something go, surrender, turned it over to God, if you will, it it's not, I don't literally physically weigh less, but it feels like I do, oh, you know, it yeah. feels like I'm standing straighter and, and I'm, I feel lighter. There is a lightness of being that comes with it. That's remarkable. And I have found, and I, I try to, and do a pretty good job remembering this because it's become very important that are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. You know, sometimes I can release something big and heavy, but then it seems like it comes back, but it's not nearly as strong as it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I found is that kind of each healing cycle that I go through, they happen Mm -hmm. more quickly. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I'm trying to think of a good example. Nothing's leaping to mind, but maybe, you know, if if getting irritated at um, uh, some other person in some situation might have been running my life for a while Mm -hmm. and then if I can become healed of that it's not that I don't get irritated at all it's that it doesn't get hold of me yeah I resolve it faster it doesn't get as much of a grip I'm able to shake it more quickly and the and the more that I do this inner work the faster and more quickly I am able to let go of things now that doesn't mean that all things are small 
I've also no. had the experience that doing this work gets things out of the way so that other not so small things can come up also. But I know, having done this healing cycle, if you will, this addiction recovery, spiritual turn it over to God, surrender thing that we're talking about enough times um, that when it when I finally realize that another opportunity has appeared and it can take me, I will my my mind will fight for a while and hang on to things, you know, but yeah. when I finally realize, okay, I've done, you know, it's like the serenity prayer. I've, I've used my courage to do everything I can think of and I'm out of ideas. I'm done. So that lead that what's next, let it go. I let am plumb let out go. of better ideas. So when I, I mean, and I think I owe it to myself to, to really think, is there anything I can do? Okay. Let me try that. To just, if only to get it out of the way. I mean, some of them might work, who knows? Or or <laughs> if not, to get it out of the way so that I can move to the serenity piece, the surrender piece of all this. And regain that sense of relief and lightness. Again, yeah. perfect words uh, in my experience for the outcome of surrender, relief. Yes, lightness, yes. Yeah. And I've heard people say that you can tell I've let go of something because the thing itself is like all torn up and like frayed and destroyed, you know, claw it's like, we marks. Don't, yeah, claw <laughs> marks. Exactly. That's Absolutely. how easily I let go of things. <laughs> and too. some things are easier to let go of than others. And we learn, we learn to let go more easily. I mean, this stuff doesn't ever get easy, right? We're human beings. So, you know, it's always going to be like layers of things, new things to let go of. And, um, you know, I think that's just a challenge. That's one of our challenges as human beings, unless we're enlightened. And I'm personally not you. Not yet. No. Not today. I'm, right. I'll go check the mailbox and see if that's arrived yet. So I want to talk a little bit about when we talk about surrender, what are we surrendering to? Because well, my answer to that is we're surrendering to the higher power, which includes both the God that is transcendent and everywhere present, as well as the God that is my higher self that is within me. Um, my ability to surrender to that higher power is directly proportionate to my acquired trust in the higher power. Yeah. Right. So don't just trust God because we say to trust God because you've tried it and God showed up for you because God will show up for you. The higher power, your higher self will show up when given the opportunity, but we've got to do that a few times. Why should you trust God with something you've never, you know, you've got to do it and find that that higher power is trustworthy. That is what is meant by forging your own relationship with the higher power, right? And every time we do it and we find that that higher self, that that higher power is there for us to help us through the tough times, then that trust that that relationship grows stronger and stronger and as the relationship goes grows stronger i become more able to surrender to it right i mean that makes sense so it's this ongoing development of that relationship i'm not going to surrender to something i don't trust you know so the trust i've got to work on that trust i've got to practice it and find that it is trustworthy it is something i can trust and then it becomes easier and more I can surrender more quickly, but I just want to say, you know, cause if, if surrender is a new concept for you, you might be thinking like, well, what the heck am I surrendering to? I'm not going to surrender into the abyss. 
I mean, and I don't recommend you surrender into the abyss either because that's terrifying. You've got to start with some working understanding of what the higher power is for you. And then as you work with it and you practice letting bits go, you know, you don't have to start with the biggest, hugest thing. Start by surrendering today, you know. I'm going to let go of today. I don't know what's going to happen today. I don't know what the plan is for me. I don't know who's going to show up. I'm just going to surrender it. You know, start small and that trust begins to be built. And it, and then, and then our surrenders can become more and more effective. Yeah. I'm thinking about step two. Of course, we came to be aware that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So this awareness of this power i think is what we're talking about and i really can't mm -hmm. effectively let go and let god if i don't have a god concept that works for me and, right. and also as you shared that i realized that this is another reason that um only we can do our inner work nobody mm -hmm. can find god for me mm -hmm. people can describe their own experience and some people very much want me to agree with their view right. of God. But in addiction recovery, um, my experience has been that I have to go within and discover, uncover, I don't know what it is, find it, mm -hmm. create it, at Forge least it. to get started, right? Because that's what I was told and have heard early on, that if you don't have a higher power, just make something up. It's fine. Don't worry. You can't get it wrong. If you're off base, even just stepping out in that way and asking for help, you it will get refined and clarified over Absolutely. time. You don't have to worry that you're doing it wrong. Um, but I have to have some higher power of some kind or other work that with, works right? for me. Not yeah. that I nodded and agreed with somebody else and took theirs on. Although if you know that can work too, but the the point is that it has to be heartfelt for myself, or at least I have to be willing to take a chance and you know step out and trust it for myself, regardless mm -hmm. of where it came from. But the point is, we each have to do our own inner work. Yeah. No one can do it for us, but yet we also need the group. We're not focusing on the group today, but I do want to throw that um, out there that we have to. We can't do it alone either. It's this weird paradox. Yeah, I mean, I, I started out my face that way, you know. My sponsor said, you need a higher power. I said, how do I get one? <laughs> she said, if you don't have one, you can borrow mine until you get your own. I love that. So I believed because she believed, you know, and, yeah. and that's where I started from. But we don't stay there, you know. I mean, then it became my own relationship with God that began to develop on its own. And um, it's not the same higher power. Well, it's the same higher power, but my understanding of it is not the same as it was in early recovery. Is that your experience? I mean, at, at every day that I walk this path, my understanding of God and my relationship with God and my conception of what that even means is always growing and expanding and changing and evolving. Because I think that as humans, we, it's so hard for us to grasp what God even is. It's so big that our human brains can barely grasp it. And so we're always getting closer to it, right? We're always, it, it, it's always expanding because it has to expand and expand and expand. And it's still not as big as what God is. Yeah. Right. I like to think I've quit trying, but I don't know if that's true. And again, the cycle of sort of, 
letting go, letting God, but then taking it back. You know, yeah. I, I think that's very normal. And yeah. we don't, nobody needs to feel bad about realizing that they've kind of let their thinking mind take over again. I think that's very natural. And that's human. Normal. That's yeah. human nature. So let's move into our recovery in a nutshell where we attempt to summarize the pieces of all this, that we, the ones that we found most helpful. So the scenario is, Reverend Michelle, how would you answer, say if a newcomer came to you and asked, how can I experience this gift of surrender that I'm starting to hear about? What would you say? Well, like we've been saying, you've got to have a place to start from of what the higher power is to you. And you can start wherever you are. You know, um, I talk a lot about finding uh, finding God in nature. And so, you know, that could even just be getting outside, going to a park or whatever, and seeing some trees and some grass and some, you know, birds or whatever, and, and being willing to surrender to whatever is in charge of that instead of um, my own ego self, you know, start wherever you are at. My understanding is that, you know, spirit is just waiting for these opportunities to rush in and fill our hearts and fill our lives. And so we don't have to like beg God to come hither. You know, if you just crack that door open a little bit, spirit is just right there going, okay, okay, I'm here. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Here I am, you know? Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. So just, just cracking that door open, just being willing to open up a little bit and then see what shows up for you and see how God shows up for you and, and how that understanding of God evolves. Cause it's very individual. Yes. I, I agree completely. So just and, crack open the door. That's my. Yeah. And hence the parables advice. of the mustard seed from just the mm. tiniest bit of something comes an amazing, yes. huge thing. The parable yep. of the yeast. You only yep. need a tiny little bit of yeast and the whole thing Leavens is transformed. Thing. Yeah. Right. And so I agree. We just need to open the door a little bit of a crack and spirit will come rushing through. That's been my experience. Yep. But my practical advice would be begin with just, I mean, if someone really is a beginner, uh, and just coming into this, just suit up and show up, yes. you know, pick a home group, get a sponsor, work the steps, go commit to a meeting, do some service, just be part of the group. And then while you're doing all that, just listen to what mm -hmm. everyone says, listen without assessing, which is a lifetime of learning. I'm still working on it, but see mm -hmm. if you can just kind of take in what people are saying without declaring it right, wrong, good, bad, or or whatever, and just be open to possibility. Another powerful practice is gratitude. That could be as simple as, you know, making a list each day of five things that you're grateful for. Um, suiting up and showing up and being open and listening and practicing gratitude will absolutely open that door a crack like we're talking about. And that's all we need. I just want to really quick share this quote from Anne Lamott, who's an author that I really like. And she said that she's talking about surrender. She said, I didn't need to understand the hypostatic unity of the Trinity. I just needed to turn my life over to whoever invented redwood trees or whoever came up with redwood trees. <laughs> I like that. You know, that's, yes, that's exactly that's the kind of the vein of my spirituality is I, I look at a redwood tree and I go, well, I don't understand God, but if it made this thing, then right. it's something big and powerful and wonderful. So I'm that's down, what, I'm down. I am the down for source that. of the redwood tree. Exactly. I love that. So our affirmation for you today can help you begin this process. 
I surrender all to the higher power and I open myself to a deep and lasting peace. Yes, I surrender all to the higher power, my higher power, and I open myself to a deep and lasting peace. And it the, don't quit before the miracle. It will That's right. happen. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we're grateful. We hope that you found something in all of our kibitzing that you find genuinely helpful. We bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We are so glad that you joined us today, and we hope you'll join us again. But until then, don't drink like my co-host. And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.